Test one, two. Do I have power? Boy, do I have power. Amen. I got the wonder-working power. Amen. It's who I am. I will be known for my power in God. Amen. At this time, we can release Flip 180, and we will also release, if you're interested in getting water baptized or want to learn about water baptism, you can be released. Baptism will be in the sofas, and uh, Flip 180, you will go to your classroom. So be released now. God bless you guys. Bless Flip. Praise God. Well, I'm going to start my message off with a uh, little video, and uh, we're going to let this kind of be our intro. Uh, Joel, help me do this. I can't do this kind of stuff, but it's maybe a little corny, but I think you'll understand where I'm going here as uh, they show this. So go ahead, guys. like the first time <laughs> feels like the very first time <laughs> all right it's time amen <laughs> Okay, little little humor to start us off today, after it was so so heavy by the spirit this morning. So, it uh, everybody say with me, it's time. time. Are you guys okay with it that it's time? A little comical with all the different songs about time, but over the last um, couple months, and today's really going to be an introduction to kind of the, it's it's an introduction to to my part. Of what we've been talking about because we've been in a season where God has been having us communicate our uh, mission statement over the last year about who we really are as a people and how God is raising up a radical passionate aggressive lovers of God and people from the next generation who will love deeply who will serve sacrificially who will speak truthfully and who will live holy And the mission statement goes on, and we've had several preach on holiness and what sin is and living holy and all that type of stuff. And we've had some really good messages from Mike and Tom, and even Robia was here, and she spoke about how the counterfeit comforts of this world keep us bound from doing the will of God. And then a couple weeks ago, Eric Morgan shared on the fear of the Lord. And again, it's all been in preparation 
where God is doing something and there is this thing of what God is trying to bring to us as a people. Can I have an amen on that? How many want to be that people that live holy? Do you believe it's possible? Because at one point in my life, I didn't believe it was possible. Because I'm really aware of my shortcomings. I'm really aware of how I fall short of the glory of God. Anybody else aware of their weaknesses? I'm sure my son Abraham could tell you of my weakness Friday. Is Friday was a day of weakness for me, and my temper began to kind of, I just kind of got in a funk. Does everybody, everybody, anybody ever get in a funk? I'm not talking about, we need the funk. <clears throat> Gotta have that funk. <clears throat> no, I'm not talking about that funk. But you know, when you get in, it just kind of, your, your mind begins to get attacked, you begin to get discouraged, you begin to get frustrated. Has anybody lived there before? Hopefully you're not staying there. It's okay to get there. Uh, it's okay to get there. It's, there's no condemnation. Can I have an amen on that? It's that uh, we don't want to live there. <laughs> and, and we have to realize that we're all in a battle. We're, we're all, we're, we're flesh and blood, and we are, we're in this journey of dying to, the, dying to self and our flesh and allowing our spirit man to rise up and overtake us. <laughs> Amen? It's, and it's a journey, and we're all on it. And uh, so I want to live holy. Amen? You do too, right? And so this is kind of under the, the live holy uh, series that we've been on. But, it, but it's going to, to start, and, and we're going to talk about it's, it's time, and, 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 t- and, and you're going to know what it's time for for you today. Well, before you get done today, before you leave this sanctuary, I believe you're going to know today what it's time for you to do yeah. or not to do. And you're going to, you're going to get, to, by the end of this service, you're going to say, and there's going to be a yes inside of you. And a yes inside of me. Because I believe we want to seize every moment with God. And so if you'll put the first scripture up out of Ecclesiastes 3, I've put two different uh, translations, the Message Bible and the Spirit-Filled Life Bible up here. Ecclesiastes says there's an opportune time to do things, a right time for everything on earth. To everything, there is a season a time for every purpose under heaven. Everybody say amen with me. Amen. There is an opportune time. We are in a season. There is something right now before us of the season of God that is critical. There is a tsunami of God's presence And that tsunami is caused by an earthquake. That tsunami and that wave of God's presence comes much like a tsunami in the natural comes. There is a quaking. There is a shaking. There is something going on in each person's life. And over the last several weeks, I have been 
just amazed at all the crazy things that are going on in people's life. There is a shaking and a quaking that is going on in the people of God. There are people who are overwhelmed with life. They're overwhelmed with the pressures in life, and they want to quit. We're all tempted to quit and to get our life to a place where we can handle it in our own strength. But God allows the earthquake. He begins to shake. He brings judgment to the house of God before he ever brings it to the earth. And he begins to stir the body of Christ. And he begins to to work with you. And if there's a quaking in your life, I say, good, run to it. Don't run away from it. Don't avoid it. Run to it. Psalm 75, 2, if you'll show that scripture. This is what God says. When I select an appointed time, it is I who judge with equity. When I select an appointed time, it is I who judge with equity. And that word judge means to decide. It means to administer justice in someone's life. It means to discipline. That God says, when I have an appointed time, I bring justice. I bring a discipline to your life, and I do it fairly. I do it with love. I do it with kindness and gentleness. And there's sometimes I do it with a nice little pat on the butt that feels a little pain. Because I am, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that... Hardships in life should be considered as discipline from the Lord. It's time. Everybody say it's time. time. So over the last couple months, the prophetic team has been capturing the prophetic words that are spoken on Sunday morning. And they're in your bulletin every week. And I'm just going to give you a little taste of what God has been saying to you and me. He said, it is time to stand. It is time to shake things up. It is time to shake the junk off. It is time to get away into a secret place with Jesus. It is time to stop looking at your circumstances. It is time to recognize that God wants to take you higher. It is time as individuals and as the body of Christ here to understand we are in a decision-making season. Say, I'm in a decision-making season. I'm in a decision-making season. Season. Well, I have to say that ten times. It is time for you to understand the season you are in. These are the prophetic words, guys, that have been going on week after week. There are things God wants to happen in this season of your life. There are things that God wants to do for you. But there is another reality 
This reality is that we are not allowing God to do what he wants to do in us. Correction. It is time to obey me, says God. It is time to make a choice. God says, I would rather, the word came forth. It's time to make a choice. God wants us to say, I would rather be in the fire walking with Jesus because of my obedience than in the belly of the well without him, waiting to hear his voice because of my disobedience. Wow. And then this week's that you have in your bulletin. The Spirit of the Lord is coming after you. God sent Moses to deliver a people held in bondage. The Spirit of the Lord is here to deliver you from the bondages and strongholds that hold you back from his best for you. Well, I sure hope Sister Betty hears that one. (laughs) Oh, boy, Brother Johnny, I sure hope he hears that word of the Lord for him. The Lord is wanting to encounter you. Say me. me. That's why God is in this place. The house of God in the middle of a cornfield in nowhere, Indiana, to encounter the living I am. He is coming after you. You can resist if you want, or you can jump in the river, the river of the great I am. Hear the cadence of the drums calling the army forth. Hear the prophetic cadence of the Lord calling the army of God, the worshipers of God to come forth. Angels were seen coming with swords in the service, and they were using the swords to open the locks that kept people bound, and the chains were breaking off people. We're in a divine place in the spirit. Ask, and you will receive. Knock, and the door will be opened. Let the silk of the Lord, there was a silk material that was seen in the spirit like a warm blanket let it cover you you're taking us from glory to glory you're moving us from one place to another respond people of god respond allow him to change you he is doing something in your heart can you hear the pleading of the spirit of god towards us we are a people of god an army a family we are saying yes With our spirit man, we will follow you. Let our spirit man rise up and come along in a new way. It pushes back the flesh. You're raising up a people who are set apart for your glory. A holy people. And together we make declaration. We will not resist you, Lord. We will obey you. Let's say that together. We will not resist you, Lord. We will obey you. I am not going to resist the Lord. I will obey you. Now, here's what I sense. How are we doing for time? Okay. I'm going to have some people come here in a few minutes and share some things about how it was time for them. Because I really want here in a little bit for us to begin to see that the Lord has an appointed time for us And we need to hear his voice, and we need to act when God is dealing with our hearts. Can I have an amen on that? Over the last couple months, as other people were sharing in the word, I kept just beginning to journal things that were happening in people's lives. And I began to journal. And if if you think that I'm talking to you 
particularly great. I'm talking to you. If you think I'm using your example, you're probably right. I am. So just get over yourself because you ain't the only one in that boat. There is not a person in this room who doesn't have issues. Oh, except maybe him. Yes. God. Because I've dealt with situation after situation after situation as a minister of the gospel. And there are people in this house who are struggling in many, many ways in their lives. And many times, Satan get, gets blamed for all the warfare. And I want to say, no, it just is you not obeying God with what he put in your heart. You're giving Satan way too much credit. And you want to point to him, and there's these other fingers pointing right back at us. And that's not for condemnation, but obedience is a choice. And so when I was praying and asking God where to go today, I just summed up what I felt most or a lot of people feel on and off most of their life or what I've seen most people dealing with. And most people are feeling overwhelmed with life and responsibilities. They feel they can't handle another thing in the, on their plate. Many are paralyzed and not knowing and not following through with the things God puts in their hearts. The feeling of being overwhelmed. Most want to shut down. They want to panic. They want to procrastinate. They want to be lazy. They want to avoid things. They do, they're not motivated. They're tired. They're worn out. They're selfish with their time. And they're wanting to make excuses and they want to, to isolate themselves and withdraw from responsibility. There's this escape that I want to escape all the responsibilities, escape all the pressures of life. Anybody with me? I just want to retreat in my little home and not do anything. I just want to get away from all the pressure. I want to get away from all the junk. I don't want to escape. Has anybody felt any of that? If you would, say amen with me. Amen. And so what happens is when we're feeling pressures in our life, stress on every side, what we tend to do, like Robia said, is we turn to counterfeit comforts, which then we get into disobedience because we're starting to go in areas where God doesn't want us to go. We begin to self-medicate with the pleasures of this world because we feel pressure and we, we want to isolate and we want to withdraw. And we get into all signs. And I, I'm, I, and I don't want to concentrate on what people are doing wrong. I want to focus on what we need to do right. And whether it's the pressure in your finances, your marriage, your children, your job, your emotions, your relationships, all I know is there's all kinds of struggles. Can I have anyone amen on that? But I do know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right? So today, when we're talking about it's time, it is really a time to get serious with our God. And it's really a time to focus our affection and our heart in the right time. So where I'm going to go next week is I'm going to start talking about where we need to go but today, I'm wanting to get this thing where this, we allow the Spirit of God to come on us 
and begin to speak to us on the areas of what he's wanting to deal with us in our lives. Can I have an amen? amen. Now, in my own life, in my own journey, you guys know last year I went through this journey of losing weight. And I lost 60 pounds and I've gained five back. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. No. <laughs> but last year it was time for me to do something about it. I've had a lot of injuries to my feet exercising, and I've gained some of the weight back, and I'm, I now have an exercise back bike, and my butt is sore all the time. <laughs> but one thing I found about exercise it all hurts. It always hurts. The stupid dumbbells that Alex got me. It's like, it's like oh, thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Oh, I'll come over and I'll show you some exercise. Oh, I can't wait for you to come over, buddy. You probably have me standing on my head doing backwards with them, you know. And I'm sorry, I hate exercise. <laughs> the only exercise I love is basketball. Have you ever seen a 300-pound guy running down the court? <laughs> it's quite funny. When you, when you stop, something else doesn't. <laughs> I got a witness over here. None of us like to discipline our lives. It is painful. Hebrews 12, 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. In time, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And I'm on that peace train. I'm on that righteous train. That's who I am. That's who you are. But every time discipline needs to be administered to our life, we run from it. I mean, when it comes to finances, who wants to discipline and get on a budget? It's painful. Evidently, not too many people are on a budget because I didn't hear an amen. I mean, dear God, we went through Financial Peace University back in 2007, and there's still people who don't have $1,000 in their emergency fund. Today's 2007, we're 10 years into it. Because no one likes discipline. It's painful. I, I talk with Jeff and Susan Julian about marriages. Eric, we give them the tools and then they don't do it. They don't discipline and they don't do the steps to get their marriage healthy. They don't do the very thing that I'm trying to teach them. You can lead a horse to water, but you. And there's been many in the body of Christ. We've been leading to water for years. And I've wanted to drown you. Get your mouth in that water. Drink. Drink. In Jesus' name, drink. Can I have a witness? 
oh, I'm going to confess those things that are not as though they are. They're going to drink. And it's really important for us to understand the time and the season that we're in. My son, Joel, he gives me permission to talk about him, thank God. But this time last year, he was that close to getting engaged. And it was the wrong season of his life. And the girl broke up with him. wasn't his season for a relationship. It wasn't the time that God had appointed for that time. And it almost averted him from doing the will of God for his life. And I've seen that happen to his life twice. Once when he lost his legs and once when he lost his fiance. Thank you, Jesus. And many of you are in the same place where you're bucking God and saying, why aren't you doing this for me? It's not the time and it's not the season. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I have your best interest in mind if you will wait on me and do what I tell you to do. So what we do is we are very addicted as a people, as a nation, as a culture. We're very addicted to an easy life. We think if it's easy, it's God. So if it gets tough on the finances, well, I'll take the easy way out. Instead of disciplining my life, it's easy to go in debt. It's easy to make a stupid financial decision. It's easy to not be integral. And I'll just do what's easy instead of doing what's difficult, what requires discipline, what requires maybe an extra job, what may require possibly something more difficult. Or the marriage. It may require me to get help. It may require me to let people in my life to help me in my marriage. I may have to get vulnerable. I may have to do unselfish things to cherish my bride. I may have to say no to the boat or no to this pleasure in order to say yes to a much more superior one. Can I have an amen on that? Yeah. It's time. I'm going to let a few people share something here before we lose time. And here's just a few idioms before they come up and share. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You going around and around that mountain again? 
I'm tired of beating a dead horse. <laughs> Actions speak louder than you're slower than molasses in January. It's time to cut the apron string. Get busy living or get busy dying. Hell is paved with good intentions. When hell freezes over. You know, when someone says when hell freezes over, what they mean is you can do whatever you like for as long as you want to do it, but you will never obtain what you're trying to do. It is not going to happen if you don't take action. Let's make up for lost time. It's time to poop or get off the pot. <laughs> I use that around my house a lot. <laughs> and you all know me what that means. Yeah, a little discolored. Sorry for those guests who are with us today. But it's time. Time is ripe. It's your moment of truth. There's no time like the present. It's high time. It's game time. It's time to pull the trigger. Time is of the essence. This expression can be used in a situation where timing and meeting any deadline are essential and required. I believe we're in time that's of essence. And the last one I'm going to use is it's crunch time. When someone uses the term it's crunch time, it's when someone has to make an important decision that will affect not just their future, but those of others around them too. You affect whether we go forward as a church. It's crunch time. You actually determine whether this church moves forward or not by how you respond to it's your time. That puts the responsibility on you when you want to put it on me. And it's my responsibility for my part. And it's your responsibility for your part. It's crunch time. I'm going to let Chad and Tina share first. And we've got a couple other people where it was time for them it was time for them to do something. There were obstacles in the way, but they pushed through the obstacles because it was their time. Chantina. Come on, husband. He just got out of the hospital, so it's a it's bless fun. God he's here. Um. This probably started for Chad and I, I'm going to say last fall, I actually had a dream, and um, in the dream, if you think about when a person needs to go to the bathroom, number one or number two, right? <laughs> Trying to be clean. Um, in the dream, Chad needed to do number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're like, okay, deliverance, right? And then um, Chad had a dream, and my husband doesn't dream, so, and again, he was in the dream, number two. 
And so we knew God was speaking to us. We knew that there was something going on here that God was getting Chad's attention and my attention. And, and so um, what ended up happening was I called my fearless leader, one of my fearless leaders, Michelle Preble, and I was like, hey, really think Chad needs to get with somebody maybe here in town and do some, uh, do some ministry, some RTF ministry with him. And she said, Tina, you guys just need to go to the mountain. I was like, really? You think we need to go to the mountain? Because I was like, well, that's a whole week, and there's no way Chad's going to do that because he won't leave his job. And so anyway, she's like, you just need to do it. You just need to believe God to go. I was like, and of course, I was like, Michelle, I've had theophostic ministry. I've had all this ministry. Why do I need to go? How prideful does that sound, people, really? So anyway, um, so I talked to Chad about it. <laughs> he was like, no way, this is happening. <laughs> um, again, I go the following week, and I'm sitting down across from my great friend Shelly. We meet and talk, and I was just, like, telling her about it. And um, she said, I said, Michelle said we need to go to the mountain. And she, like, literally jumps out of her seat. She's like, I got a witness. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> but I said to her, I said, you know what? I trust that. I trust that in you because sometimes you ain't going to get something. It's okay, but you got to trust the people that God puts around you, okay? Because I did not get it. I wasn't feeling it. Didn't think I needed to go, all right? And so in the meantime, we just started. I just started believing God that Chad would go. And so um, I'm going to pass it off to you, and you can kind of talk about your... I didn't want to go. <laughs> Adamantly did not want to go. I didn't want to go. I'm, it's when you're, you know, we've done the Sozo, we've done the Theophospics, and we've done so much training here, and thank God for all of it, but I was to the point with all of it where None of it had any really lasting implications in my life. And it was, and it, di it didn't, you know, and, and I had disconnects about, you know, RTF this and RTF that and RTF. And <coughs> it, 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 it didn't settle with me. I'm just telling you, it didn't settle with me. This is where I was at. I mean, you know, if, if all it is is a formula, fine. Let me keep my money. I'll stay in Newcastle, I'll do the formula, and I'll be brand new. That's not the case. Um, I, di I, just, I didn't want to go. I knew that w if I went, that there was no way I was going into that week and coming out of that week without a bunch of people knowing a bunch of junk about me that I didn't want them to know. It's none of their business. Ask me if I get issues, I'll tell you. I got some. What are they? None of your business. <laughs> I mean, so that's where I was at with the whole process. But my wife stayed on me, and uh, and it was it was I committed to her. You know, she goes, "Will you go for me? Will you do this for me?" And I said, "Yes." So I knew I had to go. I threatened not to go. I tried to find excuses not to go. <clears throat> um, 
but I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went. And it's not about three-letter word. It's not about a restoring the foundations. It's it's the uh, it's 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 a it's a format where God actually met with me and helped me deal with stuff that I hadn't dealt with, that I was carrying around, that was in enabling Satan his ideas for my life and my own ideas for my life was getting way too much together and it was fogging and I was it was debilitating me from pushing forward I couldn't I couldn't get past it I couldn't I couldn't walk in any kind of freedom so that was the journey for I I mean we went down there it's a beautiful place um you know shook hands had the founders of the joint prophesy over us. They show up on a Thursday night. I'm like, hey, you started this thing, didn't you? Chester's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, super sweet people, uh, godly people. Heard their testimonies, and that, that that got rid of a lot of stuff for me, of where it come from and how God was really in it from the beginning. So... Um, and through the week and, and having the, 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 the people, actually a you time where you go with individuals and, and you let the Holy, the, you allow the Holy Spirit to do these things. So when I went, even though I didn't want to go, I went knowing that I had to purpose my heart. I'm in. I'm here. I will not just freeze up and not do nothing. I just, I had to just go. Lead me through it, guys, because I, you know, <laughs> I, I'd had to tell them, you know, I don't want to be here. And they's like, we can see that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. It don't take long, but it, it just—it's a matter of a day. It was a day-by-day process where you could just go and focus on the Father. And focus on some stuff and actually get rid and get bondages broke off of you where God can, it freed up the airways where I could hear him again a lot clearer than I had been hearing him. So I just want to um, say that when if you make this decision to do this type of ministry or, or to even go to the mountain, you know, it's time for, it's time, the body of Christ right now what he's talking about for us to get free of the things that God wants us to get out of our lives the junk you know I will say when you make that decision though I'm telling you um you know about three weeks before we went like no kidding it was major warfare in my house I probably threatened to divorce him 12 times you know and (laughs) and then yeah and and he's gone five days a week so I mean it was that's really severe you know so, I mean, it was everything. I'm telling you, when you make a decision to go and get some freedom and you make a decision with God that, hey, do whatever you want in me and get me where you need me to be, Lord, the enemy's going to come and he's going to try to stop you, okay? And I just remember one night we, you know, Chad, we were in a really bad place. We were a week away from going. And something happened in him. He, he made a shift. I can't remember what happened, but he shifted and he was like, I'm going because he was just, Everything that was in him was coming to the surface, and it was just bad and ugly. And um, I just remember we were like, you need to 
Yeah, a little bit more. Anyway, we made this commitment to each other, you know, and I was like, let's just not even talk about any of our issues for the next week, okay? <laughs> so, and let's just shut down and just love each other, and we'll get there, you know? And he was like, okay, you know, and so um, I want to say for me, you know, like I said, I've had um, several different ministry things, but when, for me, it literally felt like the first day, the second day, has anybody ever picked up a cat that does not want to be picked up? You know what that feels like? That's what it felt like on the inside of me for probably the first two to three days. Like, literally, stuff just ripping me into inside. And em- it just emotions and stuff, because I'm, I w- probably have been a person that's always just um, pushed down my emotions. And so, just God doing what he does to bring everything up inside of me that needed to come out. I re- was remembering things from the past, and I was like, what? I couldn't even believe that needed to come out. So, I just want you guys to know, I mean, if you ever considered RTF ministry, going to the mountain, or just even meeting with somebody, whatever plan God has for you, just submit to it and do it, because man, it's worth it. I have a new husband. I know he has a new wife. We are so, I mean, it did wonders for our marriage. So, I just thank God that, you know, we did it, and we're back, and I can't wait to see what God does next. So, do it, guys. Do it. Angie Shevzak, come here, Angie. All right. It was fun when I saw Chad and Tina last Sunday. The, they were googly eyes over each other in their marriage. It was like, I love him so much. I love her so much. They, they were like that down there. I brought my phone because I'll get off point because there were so many good things that went on at the mountain. Um I had a few obstacles getting to um, the mountain. I was thinking, well, we don't have the money. I don't want to spend money on that. And that was a huge obstacle. And not trusting that God would take care of my family while I was gone for from Monday through Sunday. Yeah, him. And um, (laughs) so leaving for the week, taking care of my daughters and... um, but, you know, I, I knew I had to follow what God wanted me to do, and that was being obedient to go to the mountain. So I woke up one day, and I was like, I'm going. I don't want to go, but I'm going. I don't want to spew all my junk all over people I don't know, you know. And so I'm sure that's what holds people back because they don't want to talk to people that, that they don't know and spew all over them. But it's okay. Um, I called and got everything taken care of, but they were saying, oh, we don't know if we have enough room because that week's booked, and so I just prayed really hard that I could go that week because it was so packed full of people. And so um, I went down there because I have struggled with control and fear and shame my whole life. And I thought that I had broke a lot of that off with Theophastics, RTF ministry. Shoot, I hadn't touched nothing when I got in there. I was like, I'm a mess. <laughs> I, like, things were coming up that I, that I totally thought that I had dealt with and forgiven people for. And I hadn't. I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed in those rooms because I had so much junk 
that I had not taken care of. And so um, control being something that I lived to control. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do is control every little thing in my life and everybody. And <laughs> and so I got free of that. I'm done with that. I had to get serious about getting rid of control because it was really it was really wreaking havoc in my house. And so I got rid of control, I got rid of fear, I got rid of shame, and um, you guys, it's, it, you need to do this. Like seriously, you need to do this. It's, um, I have a different outlook on things since I've been home. Like everything looks different to me. And I try to, when I'm having a conversation with my husband or my kids, I try not to scream, I try not to be controlling, and I have to think about what I'm saying, and the Holy Spirit goes, yeah, you probably shouldn't say it that way. So I have to go with a different approach, which is something I've never done. So I'm, I'm free of all of that. And you guys, it's time for you guys to get free of your control as well. Amen. Just a couple more. Abraham. Everybody welcome Abraham. Um, God is good. His love is literally. Sorry. It's unreal because he is wanting us to receive it. Wanting us to take it in. Wanting us to just be new people but we put it off and until we make that decision that it's my time it's crazy i mean he is he's wanting us to receive it but we just have to make that step we have to take it that step over the line and we have to accept the change that's going to happen in your life so for me like with angie a lot of fear a lot of control anxieties and all kinds of crap um, I'd been dealing with it for three years, um, four years, just fear of everything, um, relationships, um, friends, uh, school, life, work, everything. I had to control everything, every step of my life, every minute of my life, it had to be planned to the T. I wanted to be in control of my life. I wanted to be in control of other people's lives that were with me. That control led to a lot of issues. Um, I hurt a lot of people, hurt a lot of relationships in my life. Um, but I made the decision. God had been working on me for my life for years to... Uh, make a change and uh, I didn't want to do it I uh, I didn't want to take that step into something new um, again I didn't w I don't like new I'd like to have everything the same because I know it's that and it's not it's all in my control um, so I made the decision to uh, go to RTF 
Um, let me tell you, oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, the things that I've dealt with for years um, that came up as a child that have carried all into my life, um, remembering those things and going back to those times, holy crap, it was insane. It was it was so insane, just the Holy Spirit and Papa God just meeting me in that time. Um, three hours a day, it's like I didn't look forward to it because I knew I had to pour my guts to these people and just throw out all my crap from my past to them. And you don't want to do it, but you know you got to do it because you want free. Um, and so you, you meet that time with Papa God, and it is unreal just how he meets you there. Um, it's different than meeting him one-on-one at home. It's different than meeting him here at church. It is like he is sitting right there with you on the couch. Um, I went back to memories that I've never remembered, um, and I got the freedom that I needed that caused me the pain to this day and all the control, the fear, anxieties, and all the crap that I dealt with in my life. Um, it's not just RTF, it's God. God uses RTF to touch our lives, to touch everybody we went with. It's God, it's his love, it's real, it's raw, and it is so overflowing for us. We just have to take that step, and we got to go get it. You got to make the decision to go get it, because once you know it's your time to go get it, you got to go get it. Um, I'm standing before you a new fearless, controlless man. Um, I, don't, I don't have to live my life to perfection anymore. Um, I don't have to plan everything out anymore. Um, I know I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. The only one perfect is our wonderful God that we serve. And uh, I'm a new man, um, so much more relaxed and just free spirit. So God's good and I encourage you, yeah, it's expensive, but there is no price tag on God's love. There's no price tag. Um, take the wheat, go to the mountain. Yeah, it's beautiful. Good Lord, the view is amazing. Um, but take that week and just go, commit, take your step and go for it. Leave all the crap behind and just go for what God has destined for you. So, yeah. Whew, power of a testimony. It's pretty amazing to take enemies, land back, and make it your own, right? Whew, I knew I had to go because I was at worship practice one day, and I was crying because I couldn't sing harmony. Who does that? <laughs> Who cries because they can't sing? <laughs> so um, it was shortly after that that I was hospitalized for overworking myself. And uh, I was talking to Ashley one day, and she's like, yeah, you know, when Mike used to sign up for too much stuff, he would just um, not show up. You just go till you die. <laughs> and I started to talk to the Lord about it, and he showed me some things. He showed me that I had some cracked foundations, and I knew I had to go, and I, I didn't want to go. didn't want to go because I didn't want to deal with my crap. <laughs> and so um, right before I left, my finances were a wreck. I didn't want to spend the money. My car broke down. Um, my bank account was all upside down. 
people died. <laughs> Two people have meant a lot to me died. And I just wanted to stay and wallow in that, you know, because that would be so much easier. So much easier to just stay at home and, and cry and think about how I want to get help, but I don't want to. And so I just went, even though I didn't want to. And he showed me that I was carrying a lot of shame, that I had a problem saying no, which a lot of people knew I had that problem. They were trying to talk into that, and I was not hearing it. I was like, no, it's fine. I'm just going to keep saying yes to everything and go into the hospital because I'm not sleeping. Who needs to sleep? Um, and so when I was there, the Lord showed me that I was carrying shame. Um, as a child, I was physically abused, and then um, my parents used me a lot against each other and so I kind of learned as a child that my no didn't mean anything so I had to say yes to her in love and so he took that shame right out of my heart and it felt amazing who felt good and then more than that he sent me with tools so that as those ungodly beliefs come up every day I'm like no devil get behind me bye Felicia <laughs> so, <laughs> so it just feels so good to you know, the day I got back, somebody's like, will you live at my house for a month? <laughs> no. <laughs> it felt so good to say that. I don't want to take care of your 19 cats. <laughs> Old me would have been like, yes, I'll move in and take care of everything. <laughs> It'll be fine while I run 12 other things and work 80 hours a week. <laughs> New me's like, I'm so sorry, but here's a number for a pet sitter. <laughs> So, you know, freedom, people, it's time. He took me to the mountain like he took Moses to the mountain. In Deuteronomy 1, 6 through 8, I wrote this down because I knew I wouldn't remember the whole scripture. <laughs> the Lord God spoke to us saying, you have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them and their descendants after them. I went to the mountain, and now I've come back from the mountain, and I'm taking back my land. Okay. So it's time, people, it is time to take back your land. Okay, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Amen, one more. Okay, I promised Derek I would only take two minutes, and y'all know how hard that is for me, those of you who know me. So I wouldn't even normally share this right now. Uh, we live out of state, and I don't like to come back these days and just grab a mic, but Rob wanted me to share this because... I just want to say something that happens after you come back. We hear testimonies of it there, but when I went and I came back, there were gifts waiting for me that I didn't expect. Um, one thing is that God totally transformed the atmosphere in my home and my daughter. And I just have to give a shout out to my Zoe because she started opening up her heart to God in some ways that I hadn't seen in a long time. And so, and it was so much so that her dad noticed and I'm still trying to talk Robin to going. Um, but one thing I think that might make him more open to it is just to see what, how much it changed Zoe. And so I just want to encourage you, if you want to go, go, because it's not just helping you. It's going to help your family. And the second gift I got was just, a, a, I feel like I got a tool belt with tools that I need to handle stuff now. Like before I was flailing at the wind, you know. And now I can feel it. I can feel when control is coming on part of why I've been miserable the last couple of weeks. I can feel when, and it's like I catch myself, and I used to not be able to catch myself. So anyway, it's a great experience. I just wanted to share that it's really going to help your kids too. So, Amen. Thank you, Jess. As we, as we, you might think, well, gosh, is this just a service about RTF ministry? And, and, and no, this is really about 
every one of us, it is time is different for you. And, but it is time to get set free. It is time to deal with what God wants you to deal with. Everybody has junk in their trunk. And some junk in the trunk is spewing out of your trunk onto other people. Can I have a witness? And it's time to deal with our junk. What's amazing is Bob and Jenny Hughes went down to RTF to get trained for this thorough format ministry. And they have been back for how many months? Two months. And guess what? Not one person has taken them up on getting ministry in this house. And they've gotten trained for that ministry. Because people put it off. They're afraid. And you may not be able to afford to go to the mountain down in Hendersonville, North Carolina. But you can afford to go to the mountain of God here. Because there is a mountain of God here at New Covenant, and people are getting set free. And we have a whole team of people who help people get set free. And yeah, you may not want to spill your junk in your trunk. But guess what? You're not hiding it very well anyway. We already know. Really? Everybody's got junk in their trunk. And I just really believe, if you would, if you wouldn't mind, stand up with me. We're going to close the service. And we're going to put some music on. Next week, I'm going to begin to go down some things on getting junk out of our trunk and talking about it's time. And what is it time for? And I realize that every one of you it's different for you than it is for me. And God's going to set you free and God's going to do things in you totally different than he probably does with anybody else. But the Spirit of God moved in a powerful way this morning in worship. There was a quiet hush. And there was this move of God that was here that is still here if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their sin turn from their junk and surrender to me I will come. I will come, says the Lord. I will come and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. The scripture that Jesse used was Deuteronomy chapter 1. And God came to Moses and the children of Israel. And he said, you've been hanging around this mountain too long. It's time to move. 
It's time to go into your promised land. It's time to go into your promised land. It's time to get rid of fear. It's time to get rid of shame. It's time to get rid of unforgiveness and bitterness. It's time to get help. It's time to go to the people that can help you. And so I'm asking everyone in this place today, what is it that God is wanting you to deal with? And what is it time for you to do or to not to do? What's the area? The beautiful thing about God is he usually doesn't bombard you with 10 or 15 different things. He starts in one place, and he advances in that one place as you allow him to. Because he's so gracious. He knows you can't, oh, can't handle it. But he comes and he brings his spirit and his power and his anointing to that place. And yeah, you want to go alone. You want to do it by yourself. But you need discipleship. You need actually plugged into to relationships in the body of Christ to get you help. You can't do it on your own. It's like me with the exercise. Man, I had to go to my, Paul, my nephew Paul to get help at first. Then I had to go to Biggest Loser and they had a plan for me to help me. And I'm going to talk about that next week. But you have to make a choice today. What area am I going to deal with? And am I going to say yes to God? Am I going to say yes to him? Am I going to put down rebellion? Am I going to put down fear and say, yes, Lord, I will obey you. I will go for it. And I ask you today, what is that one area for you today? Holy Spirit, come. Ask him. Ask him. What junk in my trunk? What luggage have I been carrying, God, that you want to deal with? Maybe you've started by just coming to church and you've made a change to come to church. And God's saying there's more. Maybe you've gotten saved and now you know, wow, there's more. I need to be filled with the Spirit of God. There's more. Maybe you've gotten filled with the Holy Spirit and you've got water baptized, but there's more. Maybe you've had this and that, but there's more. There's more that God has for you. So, Father, I just pray right now in the powerful name of Jesus that you would bring a spirit of wisdom and revelation for the people of God to know what is the next area that you want them to deal with. And, Lord, I pray that you would give us a yes in our spirit, a yes in heart. God, we come against rebellion. I come against the spirit of rebellion in our hearts. We rebuke rebellion in Jesus' name. We say, rebellion, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, rebellion. Stubbornness, we rebuke you in Jesus' name. We are a people who obey God. And so, Lord, we will follow you. And I thank you today, God, for the testimonies of those who knew it was their time. And I thank you for the power of change. And I pray, God, that you would deal with our hearts today in the name of Jesus. What we're going to do is we're going to release everyone 
But if you're here today and the Spirit of God is really dealing with you, you don't know what that one area is, or God's just really convicting you, maybe you need to get right with him today, our altar team is going to come back up here, and we're going to pray with you. We'll pray with you. We'll help you through your journey. But I'm telling you, it is time. It is time in Jesus' name. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. Father, 